Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. All right. All right, here we go. Check, check. A one, two, one, You've two, got one, some two. levels. The levels are good. Good. Hello. Welcome to the early show later. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. This is episode 119. Unbreak this podcast. We're going to have Mo on the show in a little bit, Mo Amir. And I just like he's going to start his segment with the TGIM. Thank God. Thank goodness it's Monday. Yep. Which I loved. Which is great. You know what? Why? why, Totally. Why would we only be thankful for Friday? Let's also be thankful for Monday. Maybe you work through the weekend. Then Friday's just a day. Could be in the middle of your work week. Totally. Maybe this is, maybe Monday is your Friday. Maybe Monday is the day when you're like, phew, if I'm finally done, I can take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Right on to your Mondays. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it also just saying TGIM, it sort of signifies like new beginnings. A great week of work in front of us. I can't wait to make a difference and have profit share for the stockholders of the corporation. Get after it, guys. That always makes me so good to do profit share for the stockholders. I always feel like I've somehow given back to the community when that happens. (laughs) It makes me feel good about myself. Community of investors. Uh, We are talking to Mo Amir uh, at the end of this podcast about Vancouver City Council potentially spending money I think they wanted to but chose not to. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like they voted not to but for a while Vancouver City Council was considering whether or not to spend money to fight a uh, a bill in Quebec which many describe as being a racist bill. Uh, But that's over in Quebec. So Mo Amir joins us to talk about the local angle about Vancouver City Council. A bunch of cities did vote are sending money. Yes they are. I always find that so that's weird, like, why all these cities got together. We don't get into that into the podcast or into the segment with Mo. So, like, Vancouver chose not to, and that's fine. But a lot of cities chose to. Yeah, cities outside of Quebec. Yeah, or, like, yeah. we want to get involved in this bill that's unjust, cool. But, like, mm-hmm. as Mo kind of – I mean, he'll talk about it. But it's like, let the federal government do it. That's their job, man. Our job is to provide, you know – garbage pickup on Tuesday. Yeah, well, and also there are other things happening in the city that that money could be spent on. Yeah, and there's not enough Like lots of, there are crises happening right here, let alone a number of provinces away. Yeah, let Montreal deal with that. Yeah, exactly. So we're talking to Mo uh, about that. Also, we've got on the podcast today a story of a British man puking up his dentures. Been there. Have, have you been there? No. <laughs> have you? Well, I'm in the puking part. Yeah, not your dentures. That yeah, hasn't happened my yet. Are still stuck in my head. Yeah, but maybe when you get a little older and you get dentures, maybe that'll happen. So this guy uh, pukes up his dentures 11 years ago and uh, gets them back. The cat came back. They thought he was a goner. <laughs> okay. We're also talking about nesting fossils. Fossils within fossils. Learning and growing there. Maybe within fossils. I don't know how deep can we go about <laughs> finding fossils within fossils within fossils. Fossilception. Yeah, which is pretty deep. But we start the Valentine's Day podcast today with our debate club best song with heart in the title. Aww. Panic at the disco. 
right, sins, not tragedies. Good morning. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy, 621, and it's Valentine's Day. I don't know if that's a thing for you or not. It's love day, whatever that means for you. Hopefully there's something or somebody in your life that you love and that can love you back because that's a pretty nice feeling. Today on Debate Club, in honor of Valentine's Day, we've decided that we uh, we want to find the best song with heart in the title. The definitive best. Yeah, the definitive, definitive best song with heart in the title. Turns out there's a few songs that uh, touch on the subject of uh, romantic love. Couple. Yeah, exactly. History. Through history. You know, just... One or two. Yeah. Uh, and Some so, deep cuts in here. <laughs> so specific, I mean, so many songs about love, really pretty much, you know, a gajillion billion, but spe- heart, songs with heart in the title, a little narrower. And we're only allowed to pick four. Yeah. So even narrower still. How do we do that? We've narrowed it down to uh, Nirvana, Heart Shaped Box. Okay, there's that. Great. Uh, also, oh, this is uh, this is pretty juicy. A little Mariah Carey heartbreaker. That's a very classic. Really, really gets you going. Um, what now? This one actually, I this one I think is my absolute favorite. Um, Tony Braxton, you might remember this one, Unbreak My Heart. <laughs> oh, why is that doing that? That's the wrong one. Here, let's see. This one should be Unbreak My Heart. Unbreak my heart. Love Oh, man, Tony Braxton. Woo! Man, if they wanted a halftime show that would have got me interested, they would have had Tony Braxton there. Yes, doing that song. <laughs> and then uh, finally on our debate club poll, best songs with heart in the title, Heart in the Blender song by Eve Six. That song's not actually called that. No, it's not actually. It's not actually called that, Karis. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's a great lyric, and <laughs> it's a really catchy song, and we all remember it. We and... already have a write-in vote. Okay, what is it? Because it turns out there's more than four songs that have heart in it. Uh, this one comes from Jeff, who says, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Naturally. What? This is what, Bonnie Tyler? Because we'll never be wrong. Together we can take it to the Get end to the of the night. If Meatloaf was like 100% hotter, he'd be Bonnie Tyler, right? Oh, the way she's like yelling, singing she through that. She's the greatest. I love Bonnie Tyler. Everything she does is just magic. Oh, my God. Anyway, right away, we got a write-in vote that's just maybe better than the four we put up. Yeah, well, I still nothing going up against Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart, for me, personally. 
Karis, we don't play a lot of songs off the Curious George soundtrack. No, no, just the one. But we do have this one, yes. <laughs> Jack Johnson doing Upside Down, showing up on 1027 The Peak. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Not Upside Down like 50 Cent was Upside Down. Upside not, down. <laughs> not like not like the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. I was like, show. what was happening during that show? Yeah, during the Super Bowl halftime when show. When 50 Cent was Upside Down? Yeah, that was wild. Wild times. So this is wild, Jeremy. What about fossils within fossils? That hurts my head. Like fossil nesting dolls. I thought you were going to say fossil inception. Fossil, fossil <laughs> nesting dolls. Yeah, exactly. A, a old a fossil of a crocodile. Yeah, an ancient crocodile. An ancient, ancient, like yeah. so old, believed to be more than 95 million years <laughs> old, this crocodile. That's older than my dad. Yeah, it was found in Australia. And inside the fossil of the 95 million year old crocodile was the fossil of a little dinosaur. Huh. Like it ate a little dinosaur, a small juvenile ornithopod dinosaur. It was in its stomach. So it's cute, but probably was not cute. Yeah, probably not. Um, and I mean, it did eat it. Yeah. You know, naturally. I watched National Geographic. Right. It's not it's not a, you know, a dainty thing when a crocodile or alligator eats something. No. And uh this little dinosaur was apparently this crocodile's last uh meal. But they say that the scientists say this is the first evidence of crocodiles eating dinosaurs Whoa. in Australia. Whoa. I mean, I'm not surprised. So they have evidence of that elsewhere? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I was like, the okay. First time in Australia. <laughs> yeah, really. Other places we've seen the fossil nesting doll situation with the crocodiles yeah. eating dinosaurs. What's weird is there's a dinosaur in there and a crusader sword and a tire from a car. You're like, this doesn't make sense. I guess an alligator was probably looking at the volcano erupting and being like, eh, that's not a problem. I'll enjoy this uh, tasty, tasty dinosaur. And then what gets covered in volcanic ash? Yeah, or, or whatever. Mud slide or whatever. How, however it died. Um and uh, and yeah, so this is it's apparently at first when they found this fossil, they weren't even sure they didn't even know that the little dinosaur was inside. It was only in the last little while when they were using special uh, 3D reconstruction of sort of the inside of the of the crocodile oh, that the they whoa. discovered this. Well, I guess I mean, I've often wondered it. I don't know if you have, but I was like, mm, I wonder if dinosaurs would be tasty. And at least we know like to a, a crocodile. Yes. I I would think so. I mean, unless the crocodile ate it and then regretted it afterwards, but, you know, we'll never know. Speed is of the essence. New West, Balenciaga on 1027 The Peak. Good morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. You know, we've all probably, a lot of us have had the experience of being out partying and losing something very important. And a lot of times you don't get that thing back. A guy, a guy in a British guy, 11 years ago was partying in Spain. And he upchucked into a recycling bin and his dentures fell out. <laughs> and, and he thought they were gone forever. Yeah, I, I would have come to that conclusion. <laughs> But lo and behold, guess what arrived in the mail? His dentures. 11 years later? 11 years later, his dentures that he 
bletched into a recycling bin after an evening of celebrating a little bit too much with friends were <laughs> returned to him in the mail. I hope he moved past it, though. I hope when they arrived, he was like, oh, that reminds me of the great party 11 years ago. I'm good. I've got new teeth. I hope. Yes, I, I think he probably got new teeth. He tried to put them on. Apparently, these ones that arrived in the mail, he tried of to course, put them on. Of course, um, They did not fit anymore. Oh, okay. He, so, was, he learned and grew as a person. Exactly. 11 years obviously changed his mouth enough that the dentures from 11 years ago did not fit. But back when this happened, you know, he was apparently kind of, you know, he was, well, he was not expecting to vomit you know he, that's why it happened in a recycling bin anyway he didn't even realize that he'd lost them until he got to the next location and his friends were like hey where are your teeth <laughs> and he's like oh my god i guess i don't have them anymore i don't know and so they went back to the recycling bin that night to try and find them which is that's a power move that only wow. you make when you're really drunk yeah <laughs> and they couldn't find them at the time so they show, you know, somebody at some point emptying the recycling bin found everything, you know, including these including dentures. dentures. And then what they think happened was this guy says, I don't know how they found me, but he said he did a voluntary DNA swab at some point, I okay. guess, with the British government. Sure. I don't know. And then Spanish authorities were able to track him with the DNA and he said, you know, in the last 11 years, he's moved three times. But the Spanish authorities are like, no, you're getting your dentures back. I'm, you know what? We are not going to rest until you get these things back. And we will find you. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us on the program, host of This is Van Color on check. Nightly, not nightly, Sunday nights. Can you imagine? All week long? No, Sunday nights at 7 o'clock. Also, our favorite political pundit, it is Mo. Motalica! Amir. TGIM. Happy Valentine's Day, Karis and Jeremy. How you guys doing? <laughs> thank goodness it's Monday, Mo. We're doing great. Right? How are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. <laughs> I feel like it was. It's uh, we're now going to one of his uh, Vancouver's awesome articles today. Your uh, latest one, you're talking about Vancouver City Councilors weighing in on Quebec's uh, discriminatory Bill 21. Yeah, yeah, this this opinion almost got me cancelled, I feel like. A lot of progressives were mad at me about this. Uh, so to give some background, Bill 21, it, it's a provincial law in Quebec, and basically it says that public workers in Quebec, like judges, police officers, and teachers, can't wear religious symbols at work. So we're talking about hijabs and turbans and kippahs, and this disproportionately affects people of color, because we're talking about Muslims, Sikhs, and Jews, and, uh, you know, those religions have a certain mandate of wearing those things, uh, and people who are somewhat orthodox basically don't really have a choice. They just wear them. Uh, if you're Christian and you have, like, a, a cross uh, necklace or something, you can kind of easily, you know, tuck it into your shirt, but you can't really, like, hide a turban. And I personally think that the law is racist. I think it's discriminatory. I think it goes against Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Uh, and again, I just want to emphasize it only affects Quebec. Now, unfortunately, the federal government is 
made up of a bunch of cowards who won't do the right thing and Ooh, they won't defend zing. they won't defend religious freedoms or workers rights uh, probably because they fear political repercussions from Quebec voters uh, and so the federal government that's Prime Minister Trudeau um, while being the only ones that can intervene haven't really done anything now there are some challenges to this law in Quebec uh, 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 ahead of the courts uh, and the city of Vancouver decided that they were going to put forth this motion to donate $10,000 of Vancouver City public funds to support this legal challenge of Bill 21, again, a, a law in Quebec. And, uh, you know, I, I think while people should rally and put pressure on the federal government to do something about Bill 21, I really don't think it's the job of the city of Vancouver to support a legal case, no matter how worthy, that just doesn't affect Vancouverites and is about a different provinces, laws, uh, as much as I hate those laws. And so this isn't about the city of Vancouver not putting money towards social justice issues, because we have a ton of social justice issues here in Vancouver. Reconciliation, homelessness, the drug poisoning crisis, uh, accessibility, climate change. I just think that the city has such a small geographical scope of what it is responsible for, and so it needs to focus on things that are relevant to Vancouverites. I guess if the Vancouver rights really cared, too, they would stop sending federal liberals to Ottawa. <laughs> right? <I don't> <laughs> that's, that's another way to, to, to really put pressure on, on the Trudeau government, is saying that we're not going to vote for you until you do something about this. That is, uh, it sums it up perfectly. That's great, Mo. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank God it's Monday. Oh, phew. You said it, Jeremy. Day. Yep, it is Valentine's Day. And I wonder, um, the Valentines, the class Valentines, you have kids, I have kids, they're school age. Yeah. And my kids this year, for the first time in a number of years, have not decided, they decided to not partake in the giving of Valentines at school. Yeah. Um, well, I guess last year they didn't because it wasn't allowed, come to think of it, because of COVID, I feel like. Um, but this year it's allowed, and they could have if they wanted to. Um, but at this point in school, they're in grade three and grade five, the rule is if you want to give somebody a valentine, you need to give everybody in your class a valentine. Like yeah, you get the class list yeah. and you give everybody a valentine if that's what you want to do. We used it as print and practice for our uh, grade three year. That's a great idea. So like bang out your name and now yep. go through the class list and... Write those names. Learn how to spell Ethan. Yeah. And it, so it's interesting that my kids this year decided not to take part. Uh, we'll see what happens next year, I guess. But then it sort of feels like once you get into the upper grades of high school or elementary school, sorry, five, six, seven, it starts to tail off. At least that's m my experience from then when I went to school. Then and it turns back on. Yeah. Then in high school, it's different again and... It's a show. It, you know, and I, there were, you know, you could get candy grams. You could buy candy grams for people. Didn't they still do candy grams? I don't know. I mean, you're, you, your daughter is in middle school, I right? have to ask her. I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have no idea. I mean, my kids aren't there yet. I have no clue what happens in high school now. But candy grams feels like one of those old school things Yeah. that was fine when you lived it. And, and then you think about it, you're like, oh, this was just an opportunity for the popular person to just flex in front of the entire class how popular they are and then the nerd just gets to double down in their nerdness yeah because it's like the person would show up in class remember you know from the uh council or whatever would be like a fundraiser for the for the school board or whatever or not the school board but the usually the student council yeah 
and they kick down the door and be like, oh, Karis, 32 candygrams. And you're like, oh, Oh, oh my, my god. Oh, well, I don't oh, even know 32 people. Oh, oh my god. How where am I going to put them all? My backpack is all full. And then it'd be like, none for you, Jeremy Baker. And then they walk out and I'd be like, "Oh, man." <laughs> yeah. And you do that in front of like every kid in the class, Yes. Right? Like I can't I, I can't believe in the modern world they would allow that. I know that's kind of what I think too. I mean, I guess we may we may find out uh, when our kids get to high school or if you know the answer, you tweet know us. The truth. You know the truth. We love the truth on our podcast. It's the only place where you'll find the truth. And we want to know your truth. Uh, so if you have the answer to that question, if your kids go to high school in BC, let us know. Uh, you can tweet at Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, Hogg, H-O-G-G. Or even if you don't go to BC. I'd be interested yeah, whatever. to know I mean, in other places. Like, totally. Oh, yes. In this country, you send... A- Canned mackerel. And you'd be like, I need. <laughs> hmm. It dates back to the old Indian times days. Ah, yes. How many cans of mackerel do you get on Valentine's Day? I was reading the legends of Valentine, you know, like, because they don't even know which Valentine it's named after, really. There's like three St. Valentines. All of them met their end uh, poorly. <laughs> Were they all stabbed in the heart? No, they're all murdered, execute, torture, executed, though. As, as twas the style of the ancient times for uh, olden timey Christians. So one of the stories, though, <laughs> is that uh, Valentine, was, most of them involve him being in jail for oh. being a Christian. Oh, So okay. he's in prison, or for whatever, and he happens to be a Christian. So in the one story, uh, he's, in, he's in a Roman prison, and he falls in love with the jailer's daughter that was, like, coming to visit dad or whatever, like, at his work. Coming to, like, oh, bring your kid to work yeah, day. Yeah, bring your kid to work day, and dad just happens to do, more, you know, torture murder. Um, and so he falls in love with her and sends her a card. And in the card is like, from your Valentine. And, uh, and I mean, his name was Valentine. His name was, was from Valentine. Your, your so Valentine. That's maybe you know. where that came from. Huh. Uh, but yeah, all of them involve him. Either like he's involved in a prison helping the prisoners or he himself is a prisoner. And all of them were murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Every last the, the one three, of them. The three that, that could be named after. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't end well for old Saint Valentine. <laughs> but now look at this; it's Valentine's yeah. Day, and I mean, and who came up with February fourteenth? I mean, what what's uh, going on there? Cares. Once again, we go back to the Christians being like these pagans in their uh, in their feast of love. So the Romans did have a feast of love around uh, February thirteen to fifteen. Yep, they were shouting out uh, their god or goddess of fertility. In agriculture, okay. and that kind of thing. It was just generally that time. The priests would go to the cave where Romulus and Romulan or whatever were believed to have been raised by a she-wolf, and that is in the origin story of, of the Roman Empire. So they'd go to this cave, and they would uh, uh, sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purity. Then they would uh, skin the goat, and they would take the sh- strips of the skin Dip it in blood and then walk around Rome whipping the young women. You'd want you'd want to get whipped by this thing because that means you're going to have great childbirth and not probably horrible going to die during childbirth. So the women are like, run on and then whip me, whip yeah, me. Yeah, the priest would run around me like, LOL, we're whipping you with bloody hide. And it was a great time for all. What a time. What, what a, a time. It was the time. Yes. And then the Christians are like, oh, Jesus, they're not going to get rid of this 
They they love this so this much. This is so much fun. They all we'll are into Saint it. Put St. Valentine's Feast on the 14th right in the middle there. Right. And so, yeah. So I the Christians are good at that. They they're like, "Oh, the pagans are having a good time doing something. Let's, Let's co-opt also have a good time, it. Yes. Let's also have a good time. Let's weave it into our like, we're story. All, we're also fun. We're totally also fun. Look at how much fun we are. Come over and do our fun thing with yes, us. right? Because they, they're just like, oh, being a pagan's against the rules. So and we'll just take all of their fun things and we'll yeah, weave them Yeah, but you still have to do fun things. Thing. You still have to do fun things, right? Yeah. They're just like, wow, being a Christian doesn't sound as fun as our pagan ways. And they're like, oh, no, no, we also have fun things too. Yeah, so. come check it out. We've stolen all the fun pagan ideas and like yes, put them into our thing. Yes, like, so. woo, cool. That's where that comes from. That's yeah. why it's the 14th. Ah, thank you very much for uh, that information. And growing. Yep. Uh, yeah. You're, I mean, you're going to have to Wikipedia all this stuff at home. You yeah, know. you know, do your own research, but do this here research. is the actual truth. This is the truthiness ism. <laughs> and then you have Wikipedia and you're like, okay, yeah, I think I'm pretty close. <laughs> I don't know how I would grade myself. Listen, I'm not I, I'm not taking your story as the authoritative story yeah. because I know you're not, you know, a historian and you I'm haven't written 8,000 books on this subject. I took grade 12 history. Exactly. I give myself a pass. And you know, you've you like Roman stuff and you've done lots of reading, so I'm going to I'm definitely going to take that story as much closer to the truth than some schmo that happens to rock up on the street and is like, well, I think this, and it doesn't sound anything yeah, close. I'm going to truthiness to what I say. That's what I'm going to take it as truthiness. All right, guys, let's call it a program. Did you get a candy gram? I hope so. <laughs> Did you send one to me? No, you didn't, but we're still friends. All right, we'll do this again tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here.